Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Well, hello, sweet pleasure seekers. Welcome to The Pleasure Zone. We're going to have a fun and interesting show today for sure as per usual this show was actually inspired by a show that i did last week with my friend and co-host aideen Difanola, where we talked about her life um she's an author of a book called my exquisite purple life and she's a, a fantastic uh speaker uh she does public speaking she holds classes she's a coach uh and i i was really uh, amazed um, at her, and I've listened to her talk before, but it really sparked an interest in me to talk about secrets and that her life was based upon multiple secrets and that she was married to somebody who was a closeted, um, gay man. So that's quite a secret to hold. And he held that secret and still holds that secret from himself. And that in itself kind of triggered multiple thoughts uh, with me around secrets. Like, what are they? What secrets do we hold from ourselves? What do we hold from others? What secrets are required to be held? What's, you know, what secrets should be revealed? Uh, I think there's there's so much uh, going on around the energy of secrets that I realized that even as I was tapping into it, that it's almost like uh, I'm in a whirlwind of information. So I'll tr- I will be very diligent at being present with this show so that I don't go off on a tangent of a flurry because I feel like Hurricane Dorian right now. I feel like the energy of this secret is uh, so massive that it is like a hurricane. And I'm not suggesting that everybody go out and reveal everything that they have or are keeping secret. That's that's not the point of it. This is really just a a discovery around secrets, what they may or may not be doing to your body. The difference between also secrets and maybe um just for you, just for fun moments, the difference between secrets and maybe uh even confidences uh, sometimes we're asked to keep confidence and I know that in my job when I work with a lot of people who are coming to me with a lot of personal things, my my basically vow to them is that everything is set in confidence. So that um, truly it's, it's unkind to be revealing people's confidences um, when they feel vulnerable and are opening their, you know, their wounds to you, that's a very sacred space. So uh, there are places uh, and ways in the world in which holding confidence is very different than holding a secret uh, to me. And 
I'm not actually going by any definition from any etymology or dictionary. I'm, I'm truly, I'm going based on the energy of what those represent to me. So it's, um, it's an interesting thing to me that a lot of people hold secrets. I look at actually my family, for example, um, and there were secrets that were not significant and there were secrets that might have been. One of the secrets in my family was that my great-grandmother, uh, who at the age of about 17 or 18, uh, became pregnant out of wedlock. And that was actually a family secret uh, even until her death when we started, my mom and I and uh, some of the family, we were looking at birth dates and things and uh, just kind of one of those striking moments when you look at dates and you're like, hmm, but great aunt so-and-so was actually born term. So, hmm, those dates are off between marriage and birth hmm, curious. And those kind of secrets, you know, especially, so my great-grandmother was born in 1896 and had her first child, I believe, in 1914. Those kind of secrets were pretty necessary back then. And uh, she lived to 2002. She was 106 when she left her body and then came back into another one in our family. (laughs) So... (laughs) Those family confidences, those families, those are family secrets. Those are different than necessarily confidences. Those are things with as secrets where people are trying to hide information, deliberately hide it um, in a way that can be because of shame or blame or some of those things are where uh, the energy gets twisted from being a confidence. With confidence, there's no shame and blame, but with a secret, there's often the energy of a shame or a blame going on behind it. So when there, when you look at your life, for example, when you were a kid, you might have had friends who you felt that you were going to have a deeper relationship with of sorts and so you all sit around in a circle and you have this discussion about who likes so-and-so and and who likes so-and-so and and it's all supposed to be so-called secret. And then there's always that friend who goes off and tells somebody about it um, and that's when mistrust kicks in and a whole bunch of other stuff kicks in. Because they weren't actually asking them to hold on to a secret where there was, you know, blame or shame or any of that energy attached. They were asking for confidence. So I think when we ask for something that we don't want somebody to tell other people, just maybe even checking, like, is this is this something that I want, that I feel ashamed of, that I want to keep secret because I have shame? Now, if there is that energy of feeling ashamed it's a pretty good idea to look at that first before uh, blurting that out to somebody who's not necessarily a professional confidant. Uh, So a friend who's a confidant might spill the beans, but a professional confidant hopefully doesn't. So having um, access to professional confidants is uh, pretty 
keen thing to have in your life. I find that uh, over the last 22 years, I I have had people that I thought were professional confidants um, that that did not keep my information in confidence. I left them as therapists, and I did have people who did keep my information in confidence, and I still respect them to this day and would send people to them. So I think there uh, there is a way to develop uh, trust with people when you when you're in a position that you are the confidant that you can maintain the, that um, level of just not like naming names and putting stuff out there. Um, so one example I want to give where in my uh, part of my career, I work with people regarding their health and sometimes in a professional uh, endeavor, we could say, I will consult with other professionals regarding somebody's condition or health. But I generally, I don't name names. I name um, symptoms and conditions. And uh, oftentimes it's just for seeing a different perspective on things that if my if my methodology is uh, something that I'm feeling is not as strong as their methodology might be, I will refer to uh, other professionals in different health fields to see their perspective is. So in that sense, it's not necessarily uh, uh, confidence. Uh, I'm not really naming names. I'm just like working at conditions and different things to, to look at different perspectives. But if it if it was required and if I asked permission of the person, um, if I could talk about their stuff with another professional, I would definitely ask permission for that first. And uh, I think that that is something that people just don't do. So <clears throat> in general, you know, they don't ask permission like, hey, by the way, I know you told me the secret. Is it okay if I say it to so-and-so? Um, because sometimes that secret that somebody told you, there could actually be something that is helpful or useful to another individual that could assist them. So, for example, if um, somebody is talking about um, an addiction or something, I have a I have a friend who was actually um, she was a heroin addict uh, for years and years, um, and she did tell me that once, and I took that when she told me that that it was in confidence, and then at one point she did tell me too that she works very closely with people with uh, different. Uh, means and methods to get them off of drug addiction and she's very effective and very uh, amazing at it. So because of her her current career, I've referred people to her um, with the explanation that she actually knows what she's doing because of her experience um, in the past, because of her uh, what had occurred for her in her life. And that um, that information is usually something that has, when I say she, she has gotten herself out of addiction, she's used this method with many people, um, this is what she experienced and this is where she's at now. Her story, even though that story may sound like a confident, confidential story, is actually a story that is assisting so many people. 
um, and it's actually getting and inviting people into choosing her more and more and more for the work that she does is so amazing and quite groundbreaking. If you are listening to this story and you hear something and you're like, hey, I know somebody who's a drug addict, I wonder what this thing is, just feel free to contact me. Um, contact me either through my email or through my uh, website or on social media. You can just send me a message even on Facebook. Um, if you're interested in hearing more about this person, I will connect you with them uh, to introduce you so that you have access to that information. Uh, just let me know that that's what you're looking for. Is I want to talk. I want to talk to that lady who takes care of uh, drug addiction. Um, she's amazing. She works on so many levels with that. So in that respect, and I had asked her in the past, is it okay if I tell uh, some people about this so that you know I can send them your way? And she was, yep, yeah, she was uh, in agreement with that. So that was cool. I actually have people quite often who come into my office, and and because of the work I do, and I don't. Uh, spill the beans and talk about it a lot. Sometimes I just throw the name of it out there once in a while. Um, I do have people who often ask, is it okay if I tell somebody about what you do? And um, I'll usually check the energy because sometimes, uh, sometimes it's like, yeah, no, that person can't actually receive this. Uh, so let's just talk about something else with them. And um, I, I have had people in my office who have like a concept of about 1% of what I do, but maybe not the full full spectrum, full picture idea of what I offer. And that for me is not keeping secret from them. What that is for me is I give them what they can receive. And that is something with the energy of secret too, is to become very aware of what can a person receive. If the secret is information about an event or, uh, you know, a, a deed or uh, something that you have or whatever. Maybe the secret is, oh, my, I held a secret about having a Cabbage Patch Kid for a whole year, and it was, like, tragic for me when I was in grade four, four or five or something. And I was like, I just... I wasn't allowed to have more of them and then I got another one and I just had to hide it from my mom so I hid it up my dad's and it was like really traumatic for me to lie about it for a whole year. Um, and so for me, hiding that and, and not even knowing how to tell my mom that I had bought this doll with all my savings because I really needed to have this Cabbage Patch Kid. <laughs> I, I, um, I, I just didn't... I just felt so scared, like, all the time. I held that energy all the time, even though I so badly wanted that doll. Um, I just didn't know how to tell my mom. Um, I was just too afraid. And so when I did, and I'm just using that as a very simple example, but it, even something like that, and I held that for a year, I had stomach aches that year. I was sick. I was like... And, and they were trying to always give me medication, but it was completely on the emotional and energetic level. So once uh, once I could reveal the truth about the doll, um, things started to kind of ease up a bit. But I knew my mom was mad at me, um, and that felt bad. And it felt bad uh, for me. I didn't want I didn't want to have to lie to her, but I also knew she couldn't receive the truth at the time when I bought it. I just, I couldn't tell her because she hated those dolls so much that if I told her, she, I felt like she wouldn't like me and she couldn't receive it and she'd just be mad at me. So it was easier in some ways to hide it. 
it's such a conflicting thing. So that's something to just be diligently asking questions about. Like, if I say this, will this contribute more to my life, my body, my health, my living in the world? And if I don't say this, will this contribute more to my life, my body, you know, my money inflows in the world? And just see which one feels lighter to you. So this is like a very long and strange introduction, but I... I am very impressed with any and all of you who are staying with me on this program where we are unveiling the secrets. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melissa every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today from the U.S., call 815-880-TALK. That's 815-880-8255. From Canada, dial 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Or send your questions or comments via email to info at MilicaJelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Hello, 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 sweet pleasure seekers. Welcome back to the Pleasure Zone. So, tonight we're talking about secrets. Secrets are quite, they're quite a sign. You know, people get mad about secrets. And people you know, will break up over somebody not telling them something or it can cause a lot of havoc. So we really tend to put a lot of value on secrets, make them very, very significant and very important. And then they hold a lot of energy. Like I was telling you just before break when I was in grade four or five and I was holding the secret of having this third Cabbage Patch Kid in my life. It was such a heavy secret for me. At around uh, the year before, or it was around the same time 
maybe this is the year after, but I'd been holding a lot of secrets uh, in my life for people. I was holding a secret from my dad at, around the same time, maybe a year or two later. I was holding secrets for, oh my God. Let's just think about it. I was holding secrets even for my mother about who she was dating. I was holding, my parents were divorced though at the time, but still my dad was not um, interested in knowing that, that we were living with my mom's boyfriend. So there were a lot of things that I had to like pretend I didn't know that I did know. And there's a question for you out there. How many things do you know that you know? but you've had to pretend that you don't know. Hmm. Uh, could be many, 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 huh? How many things do you know that you have to pretend that you don't know? So, more than 500, more than 500,000. <laughs> wow, that is a brain spinner. I'm... <laughs> Keisha is my friend and uh, producer and she, tonight, and she is in the chat room saying, wow, there's a brain spinner. So, yeah, just like be with that for a second and really perceive the energy of how many things you actually know that you have to pretend you don't know. And so one of the examples for me was that uh, at around that time, my dad had uh, been defending my brother. My brother had had been, we'd been at an event and my brother had gone outside with a friend of his and a gang of boys uh, started beating my brother up. And my dad just intuitively, my dad has a lot of crazy psychic abilities. My dad's crazy, but he's got a lot of crazy psychic abilities. Something uh, triggered him to go outside and he walked into this, uh, you know, gang of boys that uh, there was five or six uh, teenagers and my dad's papa bear energy kicked in his testosterone probably just made steam come out of his ears and he went in the the middle of the fight where they were pounding on my brother and my dad um, my dad did tell us this and my brother saw it he witnessed it I didn't see it but uh, apparently my dad just threw the boys off. He said it was like as if they were just like bags of garbage. He just threw them off of him. And my, my brother at the time did uh, agree that that occurred. But when the police showed up, the kids said that my dad had actually attacked them first and that he had uh, cornered them and beaten them to a pulp or some crap like that. And mind you, they had bumps and bruises and my dad didn't. So... There was a lot of suspicious things going on. Uh, there were things where, uh, at the time, too, my um, my dad was supposed to go to court. Uh, about six months later, there was a court uh, appearance to see if he was going to be put in jail for uh, this fight. And they, the police let him go that night. Uh, he was put in the cruiser. He was questioned. They realized that these kids who um, were were beating my brother up, the kids who were beating him up, were actually uh, lying. Like the one thing they did say was that my dad hit them, which was probably true. But the rest of their story was a, a big lie. They were going on about my dad having a car and running them over. That was a certain color. That was a certain this. And my dad didn't even use the car. He just tossed them. I don't think they wanted to admit that some guy with a 
bad back could pick them up with Papa Bear testosterone and chuck them across a parking lot. <laughs> so it was like, I heard from the rumors it was like a movie. But um, at the time, and we were staying with my dad that weekend, so that would have probably been a Saturday night. We were there this Sunday. We were up till our all hours of the night that night. I I remember going to so many houses. My dad, I remember my dad was so scared because he didn't know if he was going to be arrested and what would what would happen to us if he was arrested. He wouldn't be able to see us. Um, and I remember as a kid, I remember feeling so bad for him because uh, every time he would think of that, he would cry. And I just felt so bad that he felt so bad. Uh, so that was really rough, and I could never, I never had actually told my mom about that. I don't think I was in, maybe in my 30s when I told her about it. Um, the one summer, my my grandmother might have uh, told my mom about it in confidence, and though I had told my grandmother confidentially because that summer when my dad was supposed to go to court and my dad had called the cottage to say he my dad lied about it. He said he needed to pick my brother up for something, um, take him to the city. And my brother was scared out of his mind to go to court that day. And he didn't want to go and he was crying. And he was about 12 or 13. And my dad needed him to go to um, to be his eyewitness. And uh, it, was, it, was a, it was crazy. It was a bit of a crazy time. Luckily, everything got thrown out of court. The kid who was... Uh, the instigator and the bully, the leader of the gang who attacked my brother, ended up moving. Um, they ended up moving back to Yugoslavia, so they left the country uh, within that time frame, about six months uh, time frame. But I tell you, every day from that day of that fight to the day that my dad was going to go to court, I prayed every night of my life to make sure that my dad would stay out of jail. And my grandmother one night caught me crying. Um, crying and praying and she's like what's happening and I said I can't tell you I just I can't tell you what's happening because I told my dad I wouldn't tell what happened and my grandmother uh she would tend to take that the wrong way so she thought that I'd been sexually abused that's what I know now at the time um I didn't know why she pestered me so much, but when I when I did tell her what was happening, um, she did have some somewhat of a sympathy uh, towards towards us. But I, I do remember that her initial reaction, the energy behind it, was "What did he do to you?" But it wasn't that. So uh, it was pretty intense times, and that secret was that secret was a big one to hold. Actually, I've never told that that story publicly ever, so that's actually probably something that in my body I've been keeping secret um my other than to my mother or to my grandmother that one day. Uh, it's probably the first time I've ever told it publicly. It is the first time I've ever told it publicly actually. Um I actually don't even think my husband knows that story. <laughs> but it's it was that was a that was like one of the roughest uh, emotionally roughest patches for me. I was so worried then about my dad going to jail. Um, I had such an awareness of jail uh, my whole childhood. My greatest fear was being imprisoned, and that's a really strange fear for a kid. It's not a typical fear. You know, some kids are afraid of the dark. 
some kids are afraid of wild animals. I was afraid of imprisonment. And from the time I could say the word of what that was till the time I was, you know, now, even sometimes when I think about jail, I get scared. Um, Imprisonment to me is one of the most terrifying things to occur. And um, ironically, I was worried and praying for my dad to not go to jail. But as a kid, uh, I used to run away all the time, and or I tried to a few times. And after that, my dad would lock me in the house and he would put up barriers with furniture so that I couldn't escape. Um, and the first time the barriers went up, so my door was locked. I escaped my door and I was about four. And then down the hallway, my dad had piled furniture in the hallway, like chairs and all kinds of things that I wasn't supposed to be able to like a desk, things that were easy for him to move, but a four-year-old, not so much. Um, And I was just making my way to escape when my dad walked in the house and he started yelling at me for trying to escape. And I, I was a fearless little, in that way, I was a little bit fearless. And I was so fearless that I started yelling back at him, like, how dare he put me into this? And how dare he even put up all these barriers but I remember him looking at me like he was so mad and I just looked at him staring at him totally with fire in my eyes ready to kill and there was it was like it was a challenge of the wits the will and the fire and we still to this day my dad and I are like the challenge of the wits the will and the fire Um, but yeah he he actually did tell me when I was a kid I used to give him that look of like he could try and be mad at he was he was being mad at me and the anger would come but I would mirror that and I would amplify it I was like a massive amplifying mirror that would just shoot that back at him <laughs> so so those fears those things all of those energies you know when we hold secrets they actually become like our own prisons this is kind of where I'm going with that so it's not always necessarily Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly, other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions 
that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.malitzayelenich.com. This is the Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today from the U.S., call 815-880-TALK. That's 815-880-8255. From Canada, dial 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Or send your questions or comments via email to info at MilicaJelenic.com. Now, back to the program. Hello, 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 sweet pleasure seekers. Welcome back to the Pleasure Zone. And the conversation tonight is about secrets, how, what we keep secret, what they do to us. And before the commercial break, I was telling you about one of the secrets that I'd been holding in my body since I was a kid. And even though it might have been somewhat insignificant there, or to some it would have been insignificant or something, uh, for me and my body, it was something that really scared me. Um, and it was something that I didn't feel support on, and it was something that I felt very ashamed of. And I also felt like there were finger points of blame going on. And so what I was holding was a secret, which was different than holding a confidence. So I really like to kind of get into the difference between those secrets and confidences. For example, when you have a lover in your life, generally, whatever you do in the bedroom is a confidence. And, you know, some sometimes there are secrets involved too. I, you know, when it comes to my uh, sex life, for example, uh, I might give you guys random one-off examples as something to so that you can identify and allow yourself to not feel like you're alone in a situation. But it's not like I'm giving you the details of my lover and how he is a lover. and I don't give you that, right? So uh, I may give you some quick examples here and there. And um, my husband fully knows that being married to me and me having this show uh, that goes live every week there's going to be information that comes out. So we have an understanding. Um, and I you know, I don't talk about things that I know uh, would bother him for me to reveal or something like that. Um, although he's a pretty open guy and would just be like, yeah, okay, cool. If you needed to share it, you shared it. So what are some of the confidences in your life that you've been uh, gifted? And truly, when somebody... Uh, shares a confidence with you, it's a gift. What they're saying to you is that they're willing to be vulnerable with you. And secrets are generally something that somebody says to you because they can't handle the stress of it and they need you to help them hold on to this energy that is not ever supposed to be revealed or shared. So big difference, right? The confidence is the being willing to be vulnerable to share and the secret's got this energy of a burden that has to be um, lifted by many or one or two or whatever that is. 
there are many ways that we have secrets. We have secrets to ourselves, which is actually what was the big uh, sort of trigger to have this show was the show that I did last week with Miss Aideen Tifanoa. Um, it's, it was called Mixed Orientation Marriage, for those of you who want to listen to that, uh, where she talked a lot about her marriage to a closeted gay man and what that did um, in her life, how that affected her, how that affected her in relationships, what that created for her essentially with her awareness after that. And that secret that he's holding on to himself, if we just take Aideen out of the picture and just look at it as a as a story, for example, um, you have somebody who's not willing to receive pleasure in the way that they would truly desire to receive pleasure in their body, for example, being closeted gay and not choosing to be with other men, you're not really ever fully allowing yourself to receive what would turn your body on the most. So that secret to yourself is a full denial of receiving pleasure. So how many secrets do you have about you that deny you receiving pleasure? If you've bought into some stories and or if you have some secrets in your life, uh, perhaps maybe you even have a secret about what you desire to receive. I have... Um, I have a client that we were t- we were talking about some things that it was a big aha moment for this person that they actually prefer to be um, in the dominant position and sometimes not. But when they made their kind of list of what kind of relationship they would like, what kind of person they would like to have in their life, they were targeting talking about just the positive things. I just want somebody with money, who's good with money, who's funny, who's this and that. And and then when I was speaking with them about truly what do they desire, I said, let's look at the reality. Is you're in a relationship and you've told me that you fight all the time and then you have great sex. I'm like, how much do you love fighting? And she's like, oh my God, I actually really love fighting. I said, then you put that on your list. Put on your list that you love fighting because that's truly what you like, but you're keeping that a secret from yourself because you think it's so wrong. And sometimes when you acknowledge these secrets that you've hidden from yourself, that you've made oh so wrong, they don't become so significant anymore. Sometimes the energy just fades out. Just holding on to the secret can put so much energy into it. Like I told you about the holding on to the cabbage patch secret, the holding on to the secret about my dad possibly going to jail, and I was holding on to secrets about my brother stealing when he was younger, and like so many secrets in my life, and um, all of them were things that were like weighing me down. Yeah, even though I was skinny as a toothpick, I wasn't like <laughs> like physically weighing me down, but there. There are times when you know you have you can be covered in secrets and it literally weighs your body down like a blanket or a coat of lies and secrets. Usually, mostly secrets, and sometimes secrets are lies. So, what what could you choose in your life that would allow you to set yourself free from all the secrets 
that you're holding from you. So many of those secrets that you're holding from yourself. And start with some of the ones that, you know, if you really don't know what they are, definitely contact me and we can do like, um, I'm offering some quickie sort of uh, coaching sessions uh, with my new, um, soon to be new title under my belt of sex and intimacy coach. I'm offering uh, like quickie sessions. So if there's something, especially sexually uh, that you're or intimacy related that you've been holding secret from yourself, that you're completely denying and like lying to yourself about, or going no, 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 that's not true, um, and you and you just like to have some facilitation or uh, change with that situation, definitely find me and contact me. Check my website out. Uh, my website's going to be upgraded a lot. I know. I know it's looking weak right now, and I apologize for that. Um, I apologize to my business for that. You guys can deal with it, but I apologize to my business for having it weak right now. And uh, we'll get on that business. And the and and just to be able to have some uh, change with that. So what you know? What is it that you are trying to to deny and a lot of times those things that you're denying are secrets from yourself as well so you might also have like a secret desire to uh, be spanked or you might have like a secret desire to have um, sex with uh, the same gender or you might have a secret desire to have sex with trans somebody who's transgender like you might have some secret desires that you are just holding on to and you feel like you, you can, never, can never say that that's just not good to say that's just embarrassing and it's just not just can't talk about it um there you know it's funny because there's there's a sort of a a, a thing that that we have culturally through so many cultures where there's opportunities to go and confess confess your sins mostly is confessing your sins but those sins are ultimately what they're talking about is secrets not confidences but secrets and they're there to lessen your burden and they're there to go into confessional confess and then you go out and you um, do all your prayers and apologize but you know it's not just catholics who do it it's many religions do it in their own way where you go and you just let your shit out because they know and it's kind of like in itself the big secret but they know that when you uh, unburden yourself that it's a, a really great way to start to heal um, and that you know there's also the philosophy that it's a lot lighter when there's two of you to carry it and stuff like that it's a lot lighter if you didn't make it wrong you didn't shame yourself or blame others or anything like that. It makes it a lot lighter when it's just a confidence and not a secret. But, uh, you know, we go to secret. So there are so many elements of secrets when it comes to sex and intimacy and relationships. You know, whether people try and keep um, secret texts from their partners, honestly, that stuff if you make it relevant in your relationship and you make it into a secret, 
then it's going to become significant. You're going to put a lot of energy on it. Your partner's going to find it. It's going to become the thing, the issue, the problem. And, you know, and then if you're you're putting it out there too, if you're like flaunting it um, because, you know, you, you think you're supposed to reveal everything to your partner because it's just the honest way to do things, it's really good to ask some questions about whether it's kind to reveal them. And it's really great to ask some good, I no good or bad, whatever. It might be convenient to ask some questions on the front of would it be kind to say this, to reveal this so-called secret? Would any of this be kind? You know, if I if I sat around and like talked about every text I got every day from every person who's flirting with me, uh, my husband would be bored of conversation with me. And so is there any reason or point to that? Nah, not really. Am I being diverted from loving him or being with him? No, I'm not. And, you know, am I diverted from the other people in my life that I love? No, I'm not. So if it's not distracting me from my life and what I'm choosing and being present, then those those things, those things like texts coming through are not significant. But if I make them significant and make them very secretive and try and hide it on purpose or something, then um, guess what? That energy becomes stronger and stronger, and those things generally get revealed. So that's the magic about secrets is that they have so much energy on them, people always find them out. So if there's something that you don't want somebody to know, then just check, like, what is that all about for you? Like, what is it that you feel they would judge you for? What is it that you're judging yourself for? Um, what would, you know, what would your life be like if you said it? What would your life be like if you didn't say it? And then be more conscious around it. And then check, is it still a secret? Or is it a just for you, just for fun moment? Or is it a, oh, this is just a confidence between me, myself, and I? So those are some things for you that just kind of percolate with. We're going to head to our last commercial break here on the Pleasure Zone on Inspired Choices Network. We'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the Pleasure Zone with Melitza. Every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. 
Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzayelenich.com. This is the Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today from the U.S., call 815-880-TALK. That's 815-880-8255. From Canada, dial 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Or send your questions or comments via email to info at MilicaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. Today we're talking about secrets, what they're all about. Um, what are some secrets? What do they do to us? And, you know, in relationships, how do they affect you? And, you know, what are people keeping secret between the texts, between the flirting, between uh, whatever? Maybe it's affairs. There can be so many different, like, different things people are keeping secret. And to just check, is it a secret? Are you ashamed? Is there blame going on? Is there stuff like that going on? Then you got a secret happening. Or is it just confident in confidence? Or is it a just for you just for fun moment? Like there are so many different scales of different ways to look at it um, that I think when you have that energy of secret, it can, it can find its way into your body and it usually finds places to fester and create. Um, issues like diseases, which is something that I want to mention is that to me, uh, and and this is just my interesting point of view, is that when there is something health-related going on, um, to me, I would generally tell as many people that are professionals as I could think of or friends that I know do wacky and wild things because for me, I would want to find a solution I would want to find something that would contribute to maybe making my life and my body and my, you know, everything just even a little bit better, right? So recently um, I have a woman that's been coming to me for a little while and she was uh, told a so-called secret and and she said to me, "Um, there's something I need to tell you but I have to ask somebody first. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. When when you know if you're allowed to tell me, you tell me. But it was about um, one of the one of her friend's daughters uh, having cancer, and she she was told that don't tell anybody, but so and so has cancer. And she's like, oh my God, what do I do with this? Because she's somebody who has tried every single healing method under the sun. I've never met somebody who has literally like experienced everything she could be um, a healer herself because for 30 years minimum she's tried all alternative and all like between uh allopathic to uh, like homeopathic to like you name it she's tried it and um and so she she had a lot of of confidence <laughs> you know, not confidentiality, but she had a lot of confidence in the work that I do and wanted to be able to pass that information on to the person who had cancer. But she she was told this information in confidence, so she really wasn't even sure if she was able to pass on the information. And do you see how when some health stuff goes secret that sometimes those solutions can't be brought forth to the person to actually have that change? Well, again, it's your choice to either have this this thing and suffer or die from it, 
But if you truly are looking for a solution, take it out of the closet and let it be seen, let it be known, let it be expressed and see what energy comes forth to begin to change it. And the same to me is true when it comes to what is pleasurable for you. You know, if anything, bring it forth. Bring those secrets out of the closet. So what if you like to be a dominatrix and you want to beat people because you like fighting and you like the energy of um, making up after a good fight? Go for it. If it if it truly excites you and brings a smile to your face, that is something that's you. It's not wrong. It's not right, you know. So I invite you to really look at, like, what are you hiding in that closet of yours and how many secrets of other people's are you holding for so long? Like, that might, that just, if you just let them go, because what if those people are dead? Does it matter now? Like, I know people who are holding secrets of dead people. Really? What's the point of holding on to that now? There have been people who have been holding generations and generations of secrets. It's just amazing to me. Next week, I'm actually going to have a fabulous guest. We're going to have Miss Rhonda Burns back on the show. She hasn't been on the show for a couple of years now, and she's just coming out of the closet herself, not saying that she's coming out to say that she's homosexual. She's just coming out to actually reveal to us what her new specialty is and what she's going to be offering on the planet. And I'm so excited to have her um, being an invitation to change, which she always is, but now she's letting the world know again what she's up to, so that's a lot of fun. And uh, for those of you who listen to the commercial breaks, you might have heard a little something in there about sexual magicism, the online course and the yearly uh, course in person. Well, I've got some tentative dates on the yearly course in person. The very first yearly course in person one, the tentative date will be for August 2020. Um, It will actually be on my property. It's going to be awesome. There's going to be space for it, and I'm so excited to be able to offer that um, and to welcome you into my space and into my forest and hold you close with me. (laughs) So uh, I want to thank you guys so much for listening, being part of this. If you have questions about secrets, if you want to talk about your secrets, feel free to contact me, and we can break you free from some of that. So until next week, stay tuned in and turned on. Thank you for listening to The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on.